Heavenly Father, you are such a good, good Father. You're the cornerstone, and there's no one like you, Lord. We thank you that you are always there for us. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we've done, no matter what we continue to do, you will always be there whenever we need you. Thank you. Amen. You can have a seat. Tony Campolo was teaching a class at the University of Pennsylvania when he turned an ordinary lecture into an unforgettable lesson. He asked a student sitting in the front row, young man, how long have you lived? The unsuspecting student answered that question with his age, like most of us probably would have. Campolo responded, no, that's how long your heart has been pumping. That's not how long you've lived. He then went on to tell the story of one of his most memorable moments in his entire life when his fourth grade class took a field trip to the top of the Empire State Building, at that time the tallest building in the world. And he remembered when he stepped out onto the observation deck looking out over all of New York City, he said, time stood still. He told the class, if I live a million years, that moment will be part of my consciousness because I was fully alive when I lived it. He then turned back to that same student and he asked the student, now let me ask you that question again. How long have you lived? The student responded, well, when you say it that way, maybe an hour, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. So let me ask you two questions this morning. One, how old are you? And two, how long have you lived? You see, it's easy to calculate our age, but it is much more difficult quantifying our life. Time is measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. What are those Empire State Building moments for you? When was the last time that time stood still? And if you turned those moments into minutes, how long have you lived? You know, we've been in this series based upon Mark Batterson's book, Win the Day. And so far, we've talked about five habits that he has talked about. We've looked at flip the script, kiss the wave, eat the frog, fly the kite, cut the rope. And today, we're going to wind the clock. Before we talk about minutes and moments, three quick thoughts that I want to bring to you. The goal this weekend is to develop a right relationship with time. Most of us live in the wrong time zone. 
We're either stuck in past tense guilt or we're paralyzed by future tense fear. Either way, we're half present half of the time, which means we're only about half alive. But I want to help you make the most of those minutes and moments. So three thoughts before we wind the clock. Number one, time is a human construct. Second Peter 3.8 says, With the Lord, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. That makes no sense to us in our four dimensions of, of space-time. But God does not exist within the space-time dimensions that he created. There's no past, present, or future. In the beginning, we were created in the image of God. Sad part is that we have been creating God in our image ever since. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Number two, we live forward, but God is working backward. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, prepared for us in advance. God wants you to get where God wants you to go more than you want to get where God wants you to go. And the fact of the matter is, he's really good at getting you where you need to be if you just let him. He's ordering our footsteps. He's working all things together for good. Now, that certainly doesn't mean that all things are good. There's plenty of things out there that aren't good. We live in a fallen world, but God can redeem and recycle the pain and the suffering. The same God who began a good work will carry it to completion. In philosophy, there's a word, a theory called teleology. It's beginning with the end in mind. That's who God is. That's what God does for us. Time moves in one direction, past, present, and future. But then Jesus shows up and says, before Abraham was, I am. Joshua 6.2 is a great example. God says, I will deliver Jericho into your hands. It's actually not what Joshua 6.2 says. It actually says, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Well, that's the wrong verb tense, isn't it? it? It should be future tense because he's saying that before it happened. It hadn't happened yet. So why is it in the past tense? Which brings us to a third thought. Everything is created twice. Everything was once just a thought, an internal, mental, spiritual creation first, then and only then is there a physical manifestation of it. See, this is part of the image of God. 
And it's that image that allows us to imagine. See, God commanded the Red Sea to split apart. He commanded the sun and the moon to stand still for Joshua. The ravens to feed Elijah, the fish to spit out Jonah, the, the fire not to burn Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and for the lions not to eat Daniel. When God gives a vision, he makes a provision for it. We live at the intersection of those two realities. The faithfulness of God is pursuing us from the past, and the sovereignty of God is setting us up for the future. You are here for such a time as this. You are here for such a place as this. The bottom line and the big idea is that God can do more in one day than we can accomplish in a thousand lifetimes. We have to wind the clock. Ephesians 5.16 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The King James Version says, to redeem the time. So let me first talk about minutes, and then we'll talk about moments. See, we live in a culture that aims at 15 minutes of fame, get-rich-quick schemes. We want the quick fix. We want instant gratification. But Rome wasn't built in a day. It's probably going to take longer than any of us want it to. See, the big idea when it comes to managing our time is that you don't find time, you make time. All of us are allotted the same amount of seconds in every minute. We're all given the same number of minutes in every hour, the same amount of hours in every day. Time is the great equalizer. We all get the same. You don't find time you make time. But how do we make time? Number one, curse the barren fig tree. You know, this is one of those miracles that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you first think about it. It's a fascinating miracle. All, it seems like all the other miracles that Jesus does are life-giving. But this one's the exact opposite. Jesus curses that barren fig tree because it's not producing fruit. See, that's not good stewardship. It's faithfulness is fruitfulness. All of us have barren fig trees in our lives. Things that waste our time, that waste our energy. We talked last week that the average person spends 142 minutes on social media every day, 15% of our waking hours. Cursing the barren fig tree is identifying the things that waste our time. Perhaps we should listen to a podcast when we exercise or listen to an audiobook while we're commuting every day. We redeem the time 
by turning those daily routines into good habits. You curse that barren fig tree by establishing boundaries. I've done that, and some of you may have come to realize that if you call me on my cell phone after a certain time at night, you're just going to get voicemail. If you text me after a certain time, I'm probably not going to text you back. There are boundaries. For a long time, I didn't do a very good job with that. If Amy and I were sitting there spending time together and somebody would call or text, I'd just pick up my phone and walk away and answer we have to set boundaries. Second way to wind the clock is do the math. Some of you may not like math. I was actually one of those students that was actually good at math. I remember I took an aptitude test in, in school and they said, whatever you do, don't get up and talk in front of people. Wanted me to, they wanted me to be an accountant or a scientist, or an engineer, something like that. They said, don't get up and talk. Maybe I should have listened to them. I don't know. But how many hours does it take to prepare a sermon? How many minutes do you spend meeting with other people? How many minutes does it take to read 20 pages in a book? How many minutes do you spend commuting? And how many commutes would it take you to complete an audiobook? See, once you do the math, you can reverse engineer your goal. If you want to read one book a month, and the average book is 300 pages, well then, you need to have a goal of reading 10 pages a day. Do the math, and you can accomplish those goals. If managing minutes is a science, then managing moments is an art. See, the ancient Greeks had two words for time, chronos and kairos. Two sides of the same coin, but they are as different as heads and tails. Chronos is clock time. This is where we get the word chronology. Chronos is sequential, past, present, future. It, it's quantitative, seconds, minutes, and hours. Managing chronos time is important because if you don't control your calendar, your calendar will control you. But the word used in Ephesians 5.16 is not chronos. It's kairos time. It's that those top of the empire state building moments. It can actually be translated two different ways, time or opportunity. You see, in a sense, it's counting the cost. Not just the actual cost, but the opportunity cost. Kairos is all about seizing the day, recognizing those holy moments and taking off your shoes. It's taking time to be holy. It's smelling the roses. So what do you do with this time-sensitive information. Number one, steward teachable moments. Teachable moments are kairos moments. Those moments that present themselves all the time. But all too often, we react rather than proact. 
We react in the flesh of, of seeing the moment for what it is. We, in a teachable moment. Moments that can change our lives. So how do you wind that Kairos clock? You pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You see the opportunities where others just see issues. And no one was better at this than Jesus. The religious leaders wanted to stone the woman caught in the act of adultery. The religious leaders wanted criticized a woman who anointed Jesus' feet. Even his own disciples tried to keep the kids away. But Jesus was different. Even on the cross, Jesus was all about everyone else and not himself. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He tells John to look out for his mother. He even shows grace to one of the men hanging on a cross next to him. There are people all around us all of the time that need us to be peacemakers grace givers tone setters we have to take that time to be holy number two how we wind the clock is winding the clock is accumulating experiences most of the time, we focus on accumulating possessions instead of accumulating experiences. See, how you manage time is as unique as you are. But where there is a will, there is a way. We have to manage those minutes. We have to manage the moments. One, our life will soon be past. Only what we do for Christ in this life will last. We have to wind the clock. You know, it was five years ago yesterday, according to my Facebook profile page, that I sat on this stage on a stool not because something bad was going on in the world, but because I was dizzy. And I woke up, fell down, ended up throwing up with a bad case of vertigo. It was five years ago yesterday that that was the first time that's ever happened to me. And I told you a couple weeks ago that for the past six months or so, I've been waking up dizzy. haven't quite figured out what's going on yet but what they think it might be isn't that good it's time to live those minutes and those moments like they matter more than anything in the world we have to wind the clock to spend time doing whatever we can to reach people for Jesus Heavenly Father Thank you for the opportunity that we have to come and worship you this morning. Lord, we don't know the time we have. We don't know when our life on this earth will end. 
Help us to live each minute, each moment like it's our last. To be used by you in reaching people who are far from you but need to know who you are. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.